0: This is Company of One, episode number 120. Today we deal deal with the fear of selling, especially for entrepreneurs. How do you get past that fear of selling and begin moving your products and services? Welcome to the Company of One podcast featuring Dale Callahan, dedicated to helping you find freedom in life and with your career. Learn how to not only increase your income, but take control of the income you acquire. Let's ignite that inner entrepreneur in you. Now, welcoming your host, Dale Callahan. Hey, and it is great to be back with you. Uh, If you've been here before, uh, you know what we talked about here. If not, I'll just tell you really quick. Uh, I'm Dale Callahan. I'm a university professor that focuses on technology and entrepreneurship. So a lot of the people out there I deal with, they're technology experts. They're in dealing with technical issues. Not everybody, but they are looking to grow their career, grow their income. And there's two ways you grow your income. Number one, you provide more service to the customers that you already have. And by that, I mean your employers, the people who pay you already. How do you provide more service and get increases of income? And then you find new customers is another way. And by that, probably for most of us, that means starting our own business, doing some consulting, doing some side things. If you can really marry the two of those, you can get some awesome, awesome security. Think about it. If you are have a daytime job, if, and you're even if you're making awesome, awesome money, You have all of your eggs in one basket. I don't care what happens. I don't care how much your boss loves you. I don't care how much you make. I don't care how much value you bring to the company. Somebody today, while you are listening to this, whether you are running or driving or exercising or just listening to this at home, which would be unusual for most people listening to podcasts. But if you are doing that, somebody may be making the decision that they don't need you anymore for all kinds of reasons. They may love you, but their budget's running short. They may be deciding to sell off that division of the company. They may just be doing something stupid, right? They may be making a stupid financial decision by letting you go. That may be true and it may hurt them, but it's going to hurt you more. So, it's really up to you and I to take care of our own personal financial planning. And I don't mean from the hey, how do you invest, but keeping the flow of money coming in. That's to me, that's ultimate financial planning. You are 100% responsible for your company of one you've got to make it happen. You've got to deliver the values and services to the market and you've got to keep delivering them in the sense that you've got to have enough customers to pay you. So if your one customer goes out of business or decides they don't need you anymore, you suddenly go from 100% income to 0% overnight. Now, no business in their right mind would make that decision. No business in their right mind would have all of their business tied to one customer. Now, I've seen some businesses do that, especially like the federal government is their whole customer, and then suddenly they are out of business overnight. And those things happen, uh, just like you could lose your job. So one of the most awesome things that you can do is you can generate 25% of your income off of a side business. So I'm not talking about going out and quitting your job, I'm talking about, hey, twenty five. if 25% of your income came from a side business that you did uh, you know, on the weekends, at nighttime, you're selling things on eBay, I don't care what you do, it doesn't matter. But that gives you so, so much leverage. I'll put a link in the show notes uh, to the podcast that talks about how do you do that and why that is so, so important. So this podcast, this is episode number 120. This is Company of One. If you want to check out this, we're on iTunes at Company of One. There's a link in the show notes. All these show notes, everything today will be at dellcallahan.com slash 120. And everything will be there. The notes will be there. So, but... It is it is that uh, Black Friday Cyber Monday time, and you may be listening to this well after that. But I'm going to keep this going. Heck, I think I'm going to keep it going till Christmas. But we're going to call it Cyber, okay? So uh, what I'm going to do is is I have two courses out there. One is called Networking for Introverts. Now, one of the most powerful things that you can do is develop and increase your personal network. Now, if you're like me and you're that introvert, I mean, I I despise to this day, I despise networking. I don't like it. I hate going to functions. Maybe I shouldn't say that. I like networking, but I don't like what we consider quote unquote networking. I, I don't like the game. I like to network on my own kind of methodology. Where I get to the key people and I network strategically, and so that's what I should probably call it. But you know, we call it networking for introverts because let's face it, most of us who are introverts, we're just not going to go around slapping hands and shake, you know, uh, hanging out with large groups of people. That's just not comfortable for us. So, networking for introverts. I'm putting it on sale for 25% off. It's normally forty-seven dollars, so that's going to be somewhere around thirty-five dollars. Twenty-five percent off. And it's a downloadable, it's a DVD. I, I can guarantee you this course, if you're looking for a new job, this course will open the doors. It's not about finding a job necessarily, but that's part of it, right? It's also if you're looking for business ideas. You know, every time when we talk about finding a new job or finding a new business idea, the two things that we start on are network and network. <laughs> that's it because you just got to find and talk to people if you're starting a business that even that 25 business you need to find customers you need to find what they want what they will pay for if you are trying to find a new job you need to find customers you need to find what they'll pay for i mean it's the same thing right so it's all about networking and who you know but even if you don't or if you're not looking for a new job increasing your network will really and truly add value to your company that you're serving now Truly, because they need you to go out there and connect for all kinds of reasons. I won't get into those. but So that's, that's 25% off the Networking for Introverts. And this this is bigger. This one's even bigger. For those of you wanting to start your own business, I'm offering the Build Your Own Business course at 25% off. Now, the course is normally $497, so that's you know, $120, $130 off. I don't normally ever put this course on discount. So but I'm doing it over the Christmas season because in the Christmas season, I know many of us are looking for weird gifts to give those people that we want to help them move to the next level. We want to help them. They have these desires on the heart. This course will walk you step by step, not a bunch of theory. Now I teach it in a university, but when we teach, we teach, let's go make money roll in the door quickly. Let's not go build long business plans and do all this stuff that's going to take six, nine months. Let's get really, really quick. And this this course takes you step by step very quickly through the steps. I know I've taken people through this and they have started businesses and they have quit their jobs. Some of them have just got extra money coming in. Uh, some of them have got teams of people working for them. So they've, they've grown these awesome companies. So both of these are on sale at 25% off. Building your own business and uh, networking for introverts. They will be in the show notes at dalecallahan.com slash 120. If you're on my email list, you'll get that in the email. And just use just use the code cyber. If you don't know how to spell cyber, C-Y-B-E-R. Most of you are tech people so that's probably comfortable but you know some of you are like cyber how do you spell it? is that an s um you probably probably all know that these days but we all we're always getting cyber attacked this is the cyber that will come to your favor so all right so that's enough that, that's enough about that let me jump in now to the issue for those if you are building your own business and by the way if you can't pick up on that i recommend it for sanity reasons but one of the things when I work with new set, new business owners, and um, and well, heck, it, it's other people too, but it's normally new business owners, one of the biggest issues is I'm afraid of selling. Now, it comes out in all kinds of ways, and sometimes they will be the most outgoing, uh, extroverted people, and they will just come to me, and, because you know, I, I push people pretty hard. I'm like, get out there, move product because this is what happens when new companies start. We get really busy doing all the back end stuff, building websites, getting cards printed, getting logos done, maybe even filling out some stupid paperwork for the government. You know, we do we do all this kind of stuff and we call ourselves going into business. But going into business means selling product. Period. If you're not selling product and making revenue move, you're in a hobby mode. Now, or you're in a research mode. I'll give you that because you haven't defined the business well, but you've got to start making money flow if you want to call yourself a business. So I will push these people and they'll come back to me and and so often they'll like, Dale, I just don't know how to sell myself. Or I, I, I feel awkward selling. You know, I feel like, you know, I, I feel like kind of used car salesman. I feel like I don't, you know, I'm just not confident enough to sell. I, I love talking to people. Uh, I love some people or even sales people for their company that they work for, but they're afraid to sell their own product. And it's kind of putting yourself out there. So this fear is very, very normal. If you're finding uh, that you are afraid of selling, first of all, When I go search Google for fear of selling or how do I get past my fear of selling, there's like 12 million articles out there on this. So there's a lot of information. I wouldn't suggest go reading them all because obviously there's gonna be a lot of repetitive stuff. Um, I'm going to say some things maybe a little bit different than many of them, but I think there's some common sense principles here that still uh, you're gonna find hit in so many ways whoops sorry my phone is going off you know every time I do this I think I'm turning everything off on my phone but there my phone seems to have a life of its own uh, you know, yours probably does too you're sitting in some meeting and everything everything's quiet and then you find yourself embarrassed uh, fortunately when I go to church I do remember to turn it off um, so let's talk through how do you overcome the fear of selling um, and, and let's first, before you think, well, here's here's Dale. Yeah, you're doing this and you're talking about this, but you're some grade A salesperson or something. That, you know, Selling is the last thing I ever thought I would ever do. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't even call myself a salesperson now. And yet, I've moved millions of dollars of stuff. But I don't think of myself as a salesperson. And I really and truly don't. Uh, I'm an introvert. I hate the idea of selling. Uh, The pushiness. um, I hate dealing with salespeople. If you you send me to a used car lot or a car lot and that guy comes out there and starts talking to me, I'm probably about to become obnoxious because I will tell them things that I'm sure they've heard a hundred times before and I'll feel like I'm the only guy that tells them that. But it makes me mad. I cannot. I cannot stand their pushiness. That statement of, you know, what do we have to do to get you to drive away with a car today or to do a deal today? I, you know, I hate that. Uh, and and so the last, I mean, the fear I have is I don't want to. I don't want to be that jerk. I don't want to be that person that when somebody sees me coming, they want to run because I'm pushing something down, you know, down their throat. And I I especially find this with a lot of friends who are network marketing. That I mean, you know the people I'm talking about. Essential oils is the, is probably the latest one that they come to you, and you know you're going to get a sales pitch. Any instant you're you're afraid to say I have a sinus headache. You're afraid to say there's any illness in the house or there's anything struggling you because you know essential oils is about to be the answer. If you sell essential oils, I'm not dogging you. I'm just that's that's how you're viewed though. That is how you are probably viewed. Yet, I know some people who sell essential oils who it's a very different thing. You're not afraid of them. They don't try to sell you in that pushy manner. They're not the solution to everything. They know how to do it and do it right. And people appreciate that. Let me tell you something. All of us, you and I both, we like to be sold to. Now, that sounds a little weird, but I think you know what I mean. We like to be sold to we enjoy when somebody is offering something to us that we want and we need and we know, and we know we need it and they are solving a problem we enjoy it we expect it we want it we have desire for it think about it if your if your house is the, the the roof is leaking on your house you you could get in the phone book and start dialing stuff but you would almost love for a person to come by and say hey you know I see your roof is leaking I can fix that for you. And he's selling you. He's trying to solve you that problem. Uh, He's trying to solve that problem of yours. Uh, That is selling when they recognize that you are a real customer. So let's talk a little bit about what some common sense principles are. I've already talked about some of them. I hope you see that. But I kind of want to get you and I internalized on this. So the first thing that you need to do to think about selling your products is number one, believe in what you're selling. Now, I remember seeing this many times said in many different ways by people like Zig Ziglar and uh, these kind of guys uh, in selling. Um, and I tried to convince myself I believed in things. It didn't work. <laughs> Just tell you, I'm not very good at winning myself over because and by the way I bet you're not either Because the worst person to sell to is yourself so you first have to sell yourself that you're really adding value uh, so you gotta be honest do you think what you're selling will help people now it's a simple question right do you think you can help people now Part of you is going to, if you're like me, part of you has doubt in that very, very thing. So, so let me give you a case in point. I run an executive graduate program at a university. I bring in technical people. They're looking for a, a graduate degrees in engineering uh, that helps them move up in leadership, start companies, do all this stuff. It's a $30,000 program. And the scope of things, that's probably cheap. but uh, And so when I talk to people about this. There's many times I have doubt. I'm like, what are we doing here? I mean, I really do. And if so, if you've been through that program, if you're one of the faculty in the program and you're listening to this, so you understand, we have doubt. Are we helping people? So what really cements it for me is when I go talk to past customers, did we help you? Tell me Give me the, uh, the, give me the good and the bad and the ugly. What did we do? What did we not do? What helped you? What didn't? That is amazing. When I talk to people and they're like, this changed my life. And we do. I talk to those people very often, uh, which is a blessing. That's awesome. You know, and they'll say things like, this changed my life. Or this really increased my income. Or I've got a different perspective on my job now. Or, or I've gotten promoted two times since I did this or I've got pay raises or I just really learned a lot or I was able to take what I learned and actually apply it on work and I really got some big out of boys about it. Yeah I mean, I'm looking for people to tell me that it was worth it. Now does that make sense? I because you know my words now you may be more confident than I am, but m- my words to me, are kind of meaningless. I discount them. Do you do that? Do you discount your own thoughts and your own abilities? Statistics show you probably do. So even if you're saying, no, I don't do that, you're probably lying. <laughs> we, we all beat ourselves up all the time. Matter of fact, one of Zig Ziglar's big things he had, Zig Ziglar was a sales coach, is he had what he had, a self-talk where something he talked to yourself every morning and every evening and and remind yourself that you're awesome and and he has it. I I I put them in the show notes before. I'll put those Zig Ziglar things back in the show notes again. Just I mean, it just is a um it's it's kind of it's kind of cool, you know. There're things like uh, you know, I am I am an excellent salesman and I I provide value to people. I mean, so so it's just things what it is is kind of programming yourself to think that way. But to for for me I don't trust my internal marketing. I've got to hear it from customers. Now, if you're just starting, if you're just starting and you haven't sold a product yet and you need to believe in it, just get some initial sales and be really tight with those customers. Listen to them, close in on them, uh, get their feedback. But don't just, don't go asking them, hey, what was wrong with my product? Because that's a different question. Ask them what was right about it. How did this help you? That's really, really critical. How did this help you? I used to make that mistake, by the way. I would go out and say, what did you think of our product? And when I said something like that, people thought I was asking for you know, um, constructive criticism. Well, Dale, I think what you guys should do is this, this, and this. And it was good. That was great to hear. But I needed some positive reinforcement, too. So I still ask those questions. What did we do wrong? What should we do better? But how did it help you? What change has made in your life because you used this product? You've got to get that. You really and truly have got to believe. If you can't get past that part, you might be selling the wrong thing. Now and I mean that in all sincerity. You might be selling the wrong thing. So if some of you who sell for a company, maybe you're selling some kind of thing like essential oils or something, and you're not totally bought into it, you want to be bought into it because it looks like a great business, looks like a great way to make money. But you're not there. And it may be even your job. And if your job is to sell something that you do not believe in, quit selling it. You're just a liar. I mean, does that sound harsh? You're just a liar. If you don't even believe in it, you're lying. I'm not talking about doubt. I'm not talking about insecurity. I'm talking about the fact if you just absolutely don't believe in it, you're lying to yourself. And therefore, you're going to lie to them. So you've got to get to where you believe in it and the best way to do that is tr- is trust customers. Now, if you work for a larger company uh, l- or let's say you're at you're at a uh, a uh, essential oils or you're doing something like selling amway, I don't know, it doesn't matter. And they're giving you the sales pitch and the marketing team there is telling you here's what our customers say. Don't believe it. Now, there's two reasons not to believe it. Some of that's just smoke and mirrors or another way of saying lies, but you you need to not just hear it from them you need to hear it from other people you need to know it's real so you've got to believe so that's that's the really the first thing um, you're going to have to um, you're going to have to do this over time and get better at it if you've never sold a product before um, and maybe you're selling something that's new how did when they bought that kind of product from somebody else how did it help them because you know what if I'm selling uh, exercise equipment, and somebody bought exercise equipment that's very much like mine before, the experience that they got from buying that from somebody else is probably going to be like the experience they have it from buying from me. Maybe I can be better at customer service, but the equipment is going to be similar. You see what I mean? It doesn't mean you had to sell it. So first of all, you've got to believe in what you're selling. Second. Second part, you must become aware of what makes a customer. This is probably where the used car salesman comes through loud and clear. Everyone is not your customer, even if they need it. Now, listen to that really closely. Everyone is not your customer, even if they need your product. So you think about you're driving down the road. Let's say you you, owe a, you uh, own an auto body shop for uh, automobiles, and you're driving down the road. You stop at a red light. You look over there, and there's this guy in his beat-up car who's got Bondo on it. He clearly needs your services. He's not your customer. Probably I don't know that, but what we tend to do is say, wow, that person could need our customer. Or if you own a gym and you walk around you see somebody that's clearly overweight and out of shape, you say, man, she's she's a great customer. Let's go grab her because she would be an awesome customer. We could really, truly help her to feel better, to lose some weight, to have more energy, and that's probably all true. But that doesn't mean they're your customer. And what we tend to do is we think people are our customer. Everybody who walks into a car lot probably is not really looking for a car. We went looking for furniture the other day, uh, and we were really looking for furniture. And because basically we've given everything away in our house, but so we we suddenly are looking for furniture, which is not something I enjoy doing. But we get into the store, and I, I must say the salesman there was awesome that he was patient because my usually when I see a salesman, I just want to walk away. But he he did it, but he, he did a great job. so I will give him lots of kudos because he listened, he tried to point us in directions, and he you know would, he would give us some honest scope about some things. But he's, he just looks at me then and says, "What would it take for you guys to take this now that we can do business today?" I'm like, well, we're not. And so he starts talking money, you know, we can finance it and stuff. But no, you you, know, you don't get it. That's not my issue. I'm just not walking in here and buying furniture, period. That's just not, you know. But he talked to us in such a way like he understood it, uh, and, and he, he kind of almost brought us there. But he was walking with the assumption that just because I walked into a furniture store meant I was a customer. And maybe he almost worked, you know, it almost worked for him, but it didn't. Um, now other people might walk in that furniture store and might be a customer, but he told me something right at the very end before I left. He said, so I'm standing there talking to the guy and he says, you know, when you walked in, I could just tell you guys, just the, just the way you carried yourself, you weren't buying today. Now he was, he wasn't just giving me a smoke job. He was just, I think he was being sincere because he knew we'd already, we were already leaving. He said, I could just, you know, he says, you'd learn to read body language on these things. You guys just kind of look like you were kind of looking figure things out, what do you want, but I didn't figure you were going to be buying today. I thought that was such an interesting kind of thing that he said because he had already summed up that he he has started to learn, probably through experience, who's a customer and who's not. Right. Now, he was obligated to work with us because we were in the store. But you have to understand what your customer looks like. Now, we call this a lot of times a customer avatar. I'm not going to dive down into this. But you you develop an awareness of what makes a customer. So let's, let's go back to the gym membership. You see the gal that's overweight, you know, and she's like, well, she's, she's awesome. She needs our services. And then you see some other gal over here, and she's really fit. And she looks like she's booming with energy. She acts like Tigger. You know, she's just, she clearly has a gym membership. And she clearly is exercises. And she clearly stays fit. And she watches what she eats. And she's doing all these things. And you observe her for a few minutes. She's not your customer. Is what you're thinking. But in reality, she probably is your customer. Even though, she, Even though the first person who's overweight needed you more, that person probably is going to buy for you more. And we make those mistakes. I mean, I think logically you know what I'm saying. The girl who's in shape likes gym memberships. She likes that. She, she has fun with that. That's almost a hobby to her. The other girl despises it, <laughs> You know, at least up to this point. And, and you know that logically, but when we get out in the marketplace, something with our logic brain goes off, and we start thinking, we start looking at her and we are like well clearly she's already got she's in great shape she's already got a gym membership right it's kind of the pretty girl syndrome and you know in the high school or college you know that the the more more attractive women don't get asked out because clearly we make these guys make these decisions that they already are you know some they're already taken so that same kind of thing happens that so you've got to kind of get an eye, and and I don't. There's not a magic formula here, but there's the, you have to kind of develop an eye over time of who is your customer. I was working with one of our clients, and she has a yoga uh, store, and she was, um, so it's an online yoga store. Sell some very high end yoga stuff. She's really a, Suzanne's a great yoga expert, and so she, well, she was telling me that she's she's trying. Part of what the uh, thing was to sell to these people who were really, really high-end yoga experts. But out, over time, she's kind of realized, well, that's not really her market. What her market is is people who are into yoga or just exploring yoga, and they have enough money to buy the because they want to buy the nice stuff. And it maybe it's not even about money. They just they're willing to pay. You know, they're the people who when they go to the gym, they dress nice and they use the right stuff rather than you know. Grabbing whatever old T-shirts they can get. I mean, you, you know what I'm talking about. They're going to use the right equipment, even if they're only there for a day, or if they're going to, st- if they're just starting. And so she's getting her head around who her customer is, uh, and and so often our thoughts of who our customer is changes. We think we know, but you learn it. Okay, so you're going to grow into this. So you're going to become aware of who your customer really is and what makes a customer. And that's okay. You just take it slowly over time. And it may not take much time, but you're going to take it slowly and you're going to realize that what makes a customer. How do you define your customer? And again, we oftentimes call this developing a customer avatar, very clear, you know, strong clarity who they are, what they believe, what they think, what kind of car they drive, what kind of dog they have, are they married, do they have kids, where do they live, do they live in the suburbs, you get the idea. When you A lot of times when we do a customer avatar, and we have some of these for some of our businesses, I mean it's, it's two pages with a bullet points. This is what they do for a living, this is how old they are, do they go to church or not, do they have a dog, do they have a kids, what kind of dog, what kind of cats. Is it always right? No, but we want to get clear in our mind who these people are. And what they need and what their pain points are. When you do those kind of things, selling becomes easier. So going kind of from getting clarity here. now, So how do you do that quickly? You just start by having conversations. By asking questions. That's how you determine who is the right customer or not. Uh, so no, the third point here is we want to pre-qualify them. Once we once we kind of understand what makes a customer, then you start pre-qualifying them. Now, does this mean, by the way, hey, Dale, does this mean I need to go out and do a whole bunch of studies? No, this does not mean that. First, you do have to believe in your product. Go talk to, you know, get on the phone right now, call some customers and people who buy it, and then try to understand what made them buy it and get your own little thing and a little hint scratch on your paper. here's who makes a customer? Make your best guess. You have a fit. You know you have an auto body shop. They drive what kind of car? What what? And just get some clarity. They've been in a wreck, or you know they're about to give a car to their kids and they got teenagers driving, so they want to get it fixed up. You know I don't know. Get you kind of get in your mind, but quickly. I'm not talking about a long study. Start, start now. Believe it right now. What makes a customer right now? And then the next part: we, how do you pre-qualify them? Do they even need what you're selling? Here's how we do this. We a lot of times we, I mean, we're all familiar with this. You go to a website and something pops up there that says, "Download my free." You know, you go to a a website on um, you know how to get in, you know how to uh, how to do sit-ups or something, and pops up comes up, you know five exercises to do in less than 15 minutes and lose five pounds a week. I don't know, but I'm making this up. You see this pop up and you're like, hey, I want that. That's what we call a pre-qualifier. That's not what you call it in the web business, but it's really a pre-qualifier because if you fill that out and give give me your email, I assume you care about that subject because you took the time and energy to fill out the email to get what I had free. That's a pre-qualifier that tells me you are probably a customer, or you're at least in the category of a customer. If they click off that page and go away because this is not interesting to them at all, maybe they ended up there accidentally, that's fine. They're not a customer, right? And that's why a lot of websites, when you see the first thing you see is you go to the website and there's this big pop-up that says, download our free blah, blah, blah. And that's annoying, I, I know it's annoying, but what they're doing is they're like, if you don't want this, you probably don't want to read anything that's on our site. Which is kind of fair. Maybe a little pushy, but still kind of fair. Uh, so we call that kind of lead generation. Um, so one thing that we do is, like in our graduate program, what we do right now is we have a form on the website that says, see if you qualify. And it uh, it's a form you fill out. And it comes to us. And basically gives us some basic information about you where we can call you and just set up a chance to talk. Now, you can't do this for a $10 product, but a $30,000 product, just makes sense. You kind of want to talk to somebody before you spend thirty dollars But it tells us if you take the time and energy to fill that out, you're, you're obviously really interested. So by the time, and a lot of times I'm talking to these people, by the time I talk to them, they pretty much have sold themselves because they filled this out. They've been to our website. So what they usually have is clarifying questions like, how do I apply or, or some things. But I also talk to them a lot about what we do. So they, you know, I'm not a salesperson, but I do sell them, if that makes sense. So I guess I am a salesperson, but not in the used car guy sale. And that's what you're trying to do. So usually in those conversations, I will tell them a little bit about the program, the very high level, which I usually have read. And then I will say, well, tell me, what is it that makes you interested in a graduate program? What are you looking for? I quit talking, and I put the ball in their court. Which is the easiest sales thing in the world, because I'm just shocked at how many times people will say, I was just looking at this, and this is exactly what I want. This is what I need. And they'll start telling me why they need to pay us money, which is fair. We are offering a valuable service. And that's what we do to sell. Um, My my people will tell me if I talk to someone, if I can get in front of someone, there is about a 90% chance they're going to show up. Now, does that mean I'm awesome? No, it doesn't. It means the product we're selling is awesome, and I'm not being pushy and obnoxious to run them off. It's just is. we believe in what we're doing. So you've got to go going back to that point. So but this is what we call pre-qualifying, you know, just asking questions. Because if they said to me, you know, and, and I've had this uh, scenario where people say, you know, Dale, what I'm really interested in is being in a lab and, you know, doing some academic research and, you know, getting into some deep textbooks and things. And I've had people tell me stuff like that. And I'm like, this isn't for you, dude. That's not what we do here. Let me t- let me point you to some people to talk to because that's not what we do. That's, that's very worthwhile because I help them move on to where they need to be. And, I, and we don't waste our time with them and we don't end up with a disappointed customer. So you got to pre-qualify these people, and by the way, in the sales world, that's a big, big deal. Imagine if you're driving around or flying from town to town—you know, every every minute you spend is is mileage and hotel bills and things like that. pre is a big deal. You want to you want to put your money and your time where you're going to get sales. So then the next part is you got to tell them how you can help them. And let me make this statement that I'm a little careful of because it gets misused, but they are investing in themselves when they buy your product because they're they're taking money out of their pocket and they're buying something from you. So if you buy my building your own business course, you are investing in your future. Now it's not the same thing as buying a stock investment. Well, I guess it is. If you listen to Dave Ramsey, he's like education is the number one investment. It's education. It's how do I do f- go from step one to step two. So if you can spend, let's let's. It doesn't matter. The course is like 497 normal, but now we got the discount. But let's say it was two thousand dollars. Who cares? If you if you spend two thousand dollars on a course on how to start your own business. And you actually start and you make money rolling the door, you're probably going to generate more than $2,000 of revenue a month. How many times does that? I mean, if you just do the return on investment calculations, it's awesome. It's huge. It's way underpriced. And I know because I have clients that have done that. They've paid me that amount of money and they're making money hand over fifths, they've paid for that course multiple times over because they learned what to do and it motivated them to get them moving. They invested in themselves. Same thing with our graduate degree. They show up, they've invested in themselves. Um, So one of the kind of things that we oftentimes do is to help them do this is we break things down into three options. And I I guess I should just kind of I should maybe put this in another category. So the next thing would be to give them three options. You've seen the bronze, silver, and gold option. This is an awesome, awesome, awesome way to sell, which is why you see it used so often. I don't, I'm surprised I don't see it used more often. You go to the gym membership. And they say, well, for, for two hundred and fifty dollars a month, here's what we're going to do. We're going to have you're going to have a personal trainer when you show up. We're going to call you. We may even pick you up at the house and bring you here. We will sit down with you and talk about your diet. We will talk about your exercise. We will do fitness. We will do tracking of it. We'll give you the numbers. We'll take before and after pictures. You know, they, they can kind of offer you the whole golden package. I'm just making this up, by the way. For the silver package. You know, you're going to have your personal trainer and all, uh, and, and we're going to talk about your diet, but maybe we're not going to do some of these other fruity things that really add some value. And for the bronze package, where well, you're just going to show up here, and you're going to work out, and you're going to have a great atmosphere. I mean, you still got to sell that. You're going to have a great atmosphere, and you're going to do these things. And normally, we see this differently. We say bronze, and if you if you buy the silver, it's a bigger, you add add on some values, and gold, it's, you add on a bit, it's more values. And they're not always called bronze, silver, and gold, but you get the idea when you give people those options this is weird when you give people options they're more likely because they have to make a choice and if you just say buy from me or not the choice is yes or no but now the choice is do you want gold silver bronze or none well now I got some other options now you can't go to 20 options uh that's a uh, that that doesn't make sense in, Matter of fact, we talk about that in the building your own uh, business course, how many options you should have. But giving people options actually lets them interact with you and take some of your pressure off in terms of how they interact with you. Now, the next part is if they cannot buy from you or they are not the right person for you, you might have something else to offer. Let's say they can't afford it. You can have a lower-priced product, like the bronze, silver, and gold. You can give them a freebie, tutorials, or you can even send them to competitors. Now, we do this very often in some of our products, is if they don't sound like a fit for us, they don't want to buy from us. You know, A lot of times, in in, this, in our homeschooling business, for instance, when we used to talk to customers a lot, and we don't do as much as we used to because of the way we operate the business now, but when we talk to customers, we would say, look, you've got a kid who you're trying to get into college, and so you need some good math. Uh, so if you're not going to buy from us, here's two or three other competitors that do an awesome job. I mean, this and I would just give them their names, tell them their websites, tell them who to call. These guys do an awesome job. If you don't buy from us, buy from one of them because what you need is some good stuff. Don't go buy out this junk that's out there that's watered down, that's not prepping for them for college and those kind of things. So I give them options. You know, if they don't buy from me, you know, do this. Now, when I do that, usually they end up buying from me. And the reason is because they know I'm not uh, – they know I'm, I'm showing that I care about them and them getting a good product, and I'm telling them I'm not the only guy in town selling the good products. We have competitors and we have some good ones and we have junky ones. Stay away from the junky ones. So we'll tell them that. Now, no matter how this turns out, the last point, I just wanna say this, no matter how this turns out, no matter what happens is thank them, but never apologize for the price. If they buy something from you, thank them and remind them of the value. But don't do this. Thank you for buying for us. You know, I'm so sorry the price is so high. You know, I just don't have a choice because, I mean, don't you hear that a lot? You just devalued yourself. Don't do that. Don't feel bad about it. Look, you're offering a service to the market. It really does have value. Every time you go out to the marketplace, you take your wallet out, and you when you go to the front line of a grocery store and you take your wallet out and you buy the food, and you got a hundred and something dollar bill, do you, do you does the cashier or the manager walk over and say, "I'm sorry, food costs so much." And I'm sorry when we bought it wholesale, we had to mark it up because we had to turn on these lights and pay these employees. And I'm sorry we want to make a profit. They don't do that. That's stupid. That would almost offend you. That would make you not want to buy there. It would make you have less trust in these people because they need to be proud that they're offering you a service. And you need to be proud too. Thank your customers for buying from you. Don't apologize for your price. They made the decision, right? When I apologize for my price, I just insulted you because, I mean, you're too stupid to go find a better price and you came and bought from me. Don't insult your customers. If they're willing to pay you $10,000 for something, that means in their mind they've calculated a $10,000 value. Don't insult them. And don't make their decisions for them about how they spend their money. It's their call. They can walk away. They can buy from you. They can go buy from somebody else. They can keep shopping. They got all kinds of decisions they can make. Don't insult them. Just say thank you and don't apologize. Anyway, this is a whole bunch of stuff. I, I hope that, I really hope that helps. So I uh, these are, you know, normally I'm trying to do like 15 minute fixes. And I will say, you know, there's a lot of things here you can do in 15 minutes. I will say, and all of these things I'm kind of giving you, don't overthink then. Just this is the mindset. Kind of go back and listen to this process this. Go to go to delcallahancom slash 120 and the notes will be there. And, and, and I'm going to have this written out pretty well this time. Uh, so don't get too caught up in this. Don't. Don't get yourself buried, just do it. Don't sit say, well I need about two weeks to start believing in the product. No, you don't, no you don't. Don't say it's gonna take me a week and a two or, You know, or, or, or a study through a marketing firm to become aware of what makes a customer and to figure out how to pre-qualify them. No, you don't. Matter of fact, you're not going to be right in the beginning, you just start practicing these principles and you start learning and you get sharper. But the way you learn and get sharper is you put products in the market and you start to sell them. There's no there's no magic formula. It's not like you're going to go to some educational class and they'll suddenly tell you how to sell your products. They might can add some value, just like listening to this can add value. You've got to just do them some things and you've got to practice these things. So thanks for being here. All of the links, everything that we've said here is uh is at dalecallahan.com slash 120. I'll have the links to this. I'll have the download. Remember, 25% off through Christmas. The, my Cyber Monday sale uh, is for the Building Your Own Business and the Networking for Introverts course. And, and remember, this is a podcast. You can go to iTunes and subscribe. And, and believe me, that really does all kinds of magic formula things in the back end. You subscribing and you leaving a review does all kinds of magics, and it's really, really helpful. If you find this helpful information, just go do that. Um, and remember, the building your own business uh, and networking for introverts is on sale for 25% off. And again, I, I don't usually put things like that on sale. So uh, it's on sale for 25% off through Christmas. So starting today, and if you've got my email before, you'll get that. So thanks so much, and we will see you again next week.